seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. And after much anticipation, welcome to Hopeless Show, episode 69. 69. Uh, nice. Nice. <laughs> Happy New Year, Aaron. Happy New Year, Rowett. Episode 69. We have been waiting 69 episodes for episode 69, and we are now at 69. Yeah. So the the theme of the episode is nice. Nice. <laughs> and so we've been we've been building up episode 69 for a while. And we had a couple guests scheduled. We are going to be pushing them a few weeks because some things happened over the last few weeks that are bigger than any one person. They're bigger than you, they're bigger than me, they're Different than a guest. So we felt we're going to bring sign and it'll come later in the show that is going to be something that will be talked about for generations to come. And, and we're talking about my fantasy football championship, right? Uh, awkward silence time. <laughs> anyway, so uh, let's let's uh, move on. <laughs> We need a sad, we need a sad tram, trombone uh, sound uh, club plug over there. All right, let me let me get a let me get a sound for what I think of Rohit's fantasy championship. Let me just get one. This is important. This is actually important. Ready? Yeah, that was a blackboard screeching. Yeah, that's that, what it that felt like for everyone. That hurt, that hurt my teeth through the internet. Through the internet. So, yeah, row it one, whatever. Congratulations. And so let's move on to New Year's. How was your New Year's, row it? Because a lot went down. I mean, whew. so New Year's was much calmer, much quieter than the the previous um, blank and blank fueled blanks um, that we've had. <laughs> and... This one is really, really simple. <laughs> you know, Ina has her dad in from Austria, which is great. You know, he's visiting for a month. Um, unfortunately, after, you know, us being together for 14 years, I only speak like about 14 words of German. Um, so it's a lot of like gesturing and hand signals. And, you know, you, I also help people understand English better when I speak it louder and yell it um, at them. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's a lot of that. And... So New Year's was the three of us, and we had a couple of friends over. Um, it was very grown up. I made bolognese. I made a regular beef bolognese as well as an impossible bolognese. So, mm. no, you know, a meat-free one. Um, and had three kinds of pasta. And we watched the fireworks and had some whiskey and wine. And that was the most grown-up New Year's I have ever had. And I loved it, but I think I'm ready to rage again next year. <laughs> I was about to say, this sounds great and all. I bet next year is going to make up for this year because that doesn't totally sound like you. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, Heron, how was yours? Well, mine, and this is why this episode, I think, is going to have an interesting thing later. But I'll, I'll tell you a piece of it. But I'm, I'm going to wait for my topic to get into what happened fully. But I was in Palm Springs. I was in downtown Palm Springs, and they had a fireworks show. They also had these hot air balloons that you could ride like you could go up in them and I was excited I was like oh cool I'm gonna go do a hot air balloon like for New Year's Eve I've never been in one everyone else I was with was like hell no we're not doing that that looks those look like pretty shitty and I was in I was like I'm gonna go in on one of those so I asked the woman up the front what the deal is how the hot air balloons work and she said we're just waiting for a little bit of the wind to die down and then everything will be fine so I said great let me sign the waiver I'm ready whenever you're ready about 10 or 15 minutes later we all start noticing that the two hot air balloons are blowing like they're about to attack each other because they're on the ground but the people that are sitting in them to hold them down are trying to hold them down because the wind is forcing each of the hot air balloons to crash into each other. Then the winds picked up even more and one of the hot air balloons banged into something and it popped a hole in it. And then the other one like kept flying over onto some porta potties and then it moved over more and it was flapping in the wind and it went against an electrical pole and sparks flew from the hot air balloon. And then that one deflated and these hot air balloons were done. Like they were broken (laughs) and they were never going to be used again. And going up in them would have been a very bad decision. So that was pretty crazy to see two hot air balloons just like implode and, and watching like five humans trying to keep them on the ground as they were flying everywhere. It's like, Whoa, sometimes these people don't really have everything figured out. So I didn't ride in a hot air balloon, but I did see two hot air balloons kind of go toe-to-toe and then break. Jesus, that's actually horrifying because that could have been you when you were already in it. And I remember it was, dude, hot air balloons are finicky, man. I remember when I was, I think I told you, I don't know if we talked about on the show, my, my adventures in Turkey. The country of oh, Turkey, yeah. not in a not in a bird. Um, yeah, the time I stupidly smuggled weed into that country, I was dumb. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, don't do that if you're listening. Um, so anyway, after uh, you know, we had it was like a thing, a work thing. I was there for, and everybody left, and I went by myself to a village in central Turkey, um, about 200 kilometers north of the Syrian border, and I did some uh, hot air ballooning, and. It was, you know, leaving at 5 a.m. We had to get there at 4.30 or 5, whatever it is. Like when it's super dark and I see them inflating all the balloons. And I was talking to one of the guys who I then slipped like an additional $50 to give me the best spot in the basket. um, Because I had my big camera there and all that and, you know, and fuck everybody else. So, (laughs) which he did. Um, And apparently he's saying that they try and fly 365 days a year. They can only get up on an average year about 250 to those days. And that's because of wind. And that's because of sometimes even just a little bit of weather. Um, And he's saying it is so dangerous uh, if you are even in a little bit of wind. Because when you go up on a hot air balloon, and I learned this, and we were up super high, like airplane high. um, And you actually don't know where you're going to land. 
It just happens you go up and the only thing a hot air balloon person can control is up or down. They can't control left, right, back and forth. And so what happens is we, you know, it went up with like 50 balloons or 30 or however many. And they actually have a whole bunch of pickup trucks and vans that watch it, watch the balloons go up. And this huge caravan of vehicles follows them around like around that part of the the country and for the two three hours up you're just they're just following and you know and then eventually when it's time to go down the hot air balloons will like they'll they'll do the down thing so they can land in a field or pasture or whatever and sometimes they can't land yet if there's no if it's all buildings or whatever they got to keep going until they can find a place to land and i just thought that was so interesting so when you so when you are now talking about okay there's electric lines there's big wind these balloons are bouncing off of each other imagine the chaos had the electric lines not knocked at that balloon out you'd be up in the air and that wind could have had them bounce at each other the carriages crash into each other if they weren't able to adjust the elevation one over the other in time you know it could have taken you God knows where, depending on how the wind's going. Mexico. Yeah, or it could have been a really short ride um, and you would have paid a lot for nothing. Um, So my advice on this is, you know, obviously follow the weather. A lot of people that in Turkey where I went to in Cappadocia, they, they, they would book like five days there and try and go every single day and then like, and then keep rebooking their, their balloon until they could go. Right. Because I didn't know. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, so that is nice. Is next, that is nice. Advice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So advice. M- my advice is next time you go ballooning, go to Central Turkey, um, and don't <laughs> s- don't smuggle anything into the country. Um, okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Maybe something. Yeah. Maybe well, something. thank you for the advice because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I actually knew none of that, and I think that the the rest of the New Year's, by the way, as I said. I'm going to wait because it's a topic. It's not just a, but this was, this was one piece and I didn't know you had had that adventure. So thank you for that. And we, just one other news from the quarantine. I think we have to address before we get into your topic and get into the rest of the show, which again, get ready is uh, Betty white. Betty white, unfortunately did not make it to 100. She Made it to 99. Big news because she's such a legend. Biggest television career, longest television career in television history. And I had the pleasure of working with her when I was a kid. And she was, as advertised, was the nicest, most humble, kind, funny. She had a mouth, too. Like, people didn't say that. Like, you know, she would she would uh, bust F-bombs and stuff. And, like, like she wasn't squeaky clean. And uh, and loved animals and and anyway, she, it is from my experience it was true uh, that she it was all that and more. So uh, rest in peace. We lost uh, we lost many people. We uh, and uh, and she's uh, one of them. We've lost Desmond Tutu, Harry Reid, uh, John Madden, lots of people. But Betty White, I just feel because it was a big deal. Let's give her an extra extra shout out here and. Uh, um, and she lived a nice life, to say the least. See, that was a tie-in. I tie Yeah, she lived. Yeah, and honestly, there's nobody that hates Betty White. Like she was universally loved. She broke some boundaries with race and everything like that, supporting Black Americans in her early days, having them on her show, and you know, there's yeah. one tap dancing dude. I forgot his name. Um, 
wasn't Harry Chapin Carp? No, I don't remember what his name is, but you know, she got like scolded for like, how dare she have a black man on her show? And she was like, pretty much like, fuck all y'all without you know, yeah. saying that. But or maybe she yeah, said so it rest all in because peace, big Betty. In, in private, her mouth, you know, she had a mouth. So maybe in private, she said, fuck all y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's, that's some of the news from the quarantine. Now we're going to get into a topic that is you go for it because it's uh it's i'm curious where you're gonna go with this yeah honestly this is what should have been the trial of the century the last one was oj simpson this one you know we never got to see jeffrey epstein go to trial because he quote unquote killed himself in prison with two substitute security guards who happened to have the cameras turned off in the 15 minutes that's the only time the cameras have been turned off in those 15 minutes where he killed himself and the coroner even said the injuries and broken bones do not link up with hanging um so yeah um so jeffrey epstein was killed before he could spill the beans about lots of people who were raping children and including himself and this is now not a tie-in to nice in episode 69 no this is quite the opposite the opposite of that we do not yes and our goal here our goal in the hopeless show is here. Maybe we can find something nice to come out of this tragedy um, to give us hope. The so then his partner, his pimp, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, she's the one that was a predator herself. She's accused of raping some of these girls, but at the same time, she was the one soliciting these young women, young girls, bringing them into give Epstein massages and pretty much forcing them into prostitution. Not only for Epstein, but also for his rich and wealthy friends that would come to Epstein Island. She'd travel with them. We've all seen the documentary. And if you haven't, please watch that Epstein story. Now, Ghislaine Maxwell was put on trial. No cameras in the courtroom because it was a federal trial. Fine. Understand that. It wasn't, you know, so she was prosecuted by the Southern District of New York. And she was found guilty of five out of six counts of child sex trafficking. You'd think that's a win, right? However... The, the whole thing is, is, is what about the men? What about the Johns that came to rape these young women and paid to rape these young women, uh, young girls often, time, often enough? No one is going to be prosecuted. Prince Andrew, right now, you know, there's a claim by Virginia Jeffrey, I think her name is. She's saying like, okay, Prince Andrew has trouble sweating, right? And that's proof that, you know, she was with him because that was one of his sort of body issues that only someone that's intimate with somebody else would generally have the knowledge of. And even there, then now they're trying to like, the, you know, the, the, the fucking king and queen people in England uh, are trying to like, you know, <laughs> deflect that. And what's crazy is that we are not going to be able to see the records that, you know, supposedly they've been sealed of all the rapists and we don't know who is going to get prosecuted if anybody so right now Ghislaine who's the pimp in all of this is the one taking the fall for all these rich and powerful people the same ones who probably set up or definitely set up Jeffrey Epstein to be killed and the and so what we're going to have now is this woman go to jail which she deserves to be for the rest of her life but no one else is going to get really? in trouble for this I find that hard to believe I feel like now that they have her, they might get her to do some sort of plea deal to lessen her sentence to talk. I feel like that usually happens. That I'm going to try to bring hope with that. I really feel if they didn't get her, if she was 
innocent, they're toast. But they got her. She's going to jail. I think it's 20 years, something like that. For And she's not young. So she's... She, if in order for her to get a lesser sentence, in for her, in order to get all these other criminals to be for their information to be released, I just I feel that will happen. I feel that she will something will happen now that they got her to get so that the leaves will fall in this. It's I I actually I don't share that optimism, Aaron, because I think there's too many important people that are implicated in this. Like, first of all, this is one of the most important trials in history. And did you notice how little media coverage there was for this? It was so minimal. Like the Rittenhouse trial got 10 times more coverage. And this, you know, this this is just one of those that, that's like, oh my God, you have literally a cabal of important figures in our world that are raping children. Yeah. And... Nobody pays attention. It was, it was Nobody. okay. Yeah, it was, it was in the news, but it was not plastered in front of the world as it should have been. And I think that, that, you know, there's, I firmly believe when they refuse to name the names, you know exactly who the names are. Yeah. I, all right. Well, then we'll, I, I feel hoping that this is the start of a domino effect of what'll happen here. And she is not dead. She hasn't killed herself. They're going to, Hopefully not let her get killed. And I believe that this will be a domino effect and this is not going to be the end at all. No chance. I just don't see it anymore. I don't think that'll happen. And uh, the Jeffrey Epstein case happened and that all happened while one of the people implicated was the president of the United States. This time, Mm -hmm. that's not the case. Like, the president of the United States had nothing to do. I don't think he knew Jeffrey Epstein. So there, there's a different, there's a different, uh, there are p- different people in charge. And I think there's a different, a different result could happen from this. And it won't be the Jeffrey Epstein mysterious killing. And uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Because Bill Clinton had 27 flights to Epstein Island. There was a painting of Bill Clinton in Jeffrey Epstein's home. And like, Trump was, was also Trump was also yeah. like buddies with him and pictures and mm-hmm. went to the island and yeah. stuff. So you I have don't think, I don't know if Trump went to the island. Trump sucks, but I think Trump was like socialite. I still that guy could be just as implicated as well. But uh, Bill Clinton twenty seven trips to the island. There's and the dude has has been a perv his entire life even before he won the presidency. So there's a lot of powerful people. Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, Donald Trump. Yeah, they went. Whoever. Trump was uh, went on the plane in the island, too. OK, so then but it's it's so we've got a couple presidents that the pilot, the pilot of the of Epstein's uh, of, Epstein, of Epstein's plane that like spilt all recently and said that Clinton and Trump were on that and Prince Andrew were on the plane a lot. Yeah. So, and we're not going to, I can almost guarantee nothing will come out of that for any of those. Well, we'll see. I feel hope that this is the start of something. So I'm going to hope gong this for myself then. (laughs) Yeah. And And the only niceness I can probably take out of this is at least one person is going away. And if as much as I hate what social media has done to our world, because like I've said it over and over, Twitter has ruined 
the entire planet and the universe. Um, but I love the platform. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully these assholes on Twitter that are complaining about all this dumb shit keep some of that energy to protect the actual young woman from, you know, and get some sort of indication. We'll see. Maybe social media will do something good for once. Well, hey, we got to we got to keep moving forward because we will wait and see on this. We have one answer. We'll we wait for more just like we wait with our segment Chiching of Crypto Watch. Mm-hmm. Because in 2022 cryptocurrency is not going away. We still find it fascinating. We get written about it too. We know it's an interesting topic and it keeps getting more interesting as the world evolves. Like cashless uh, cashless events are commonplace now where you just cannot use cash. So first I have a question for you and then I'll bring up a, a little to- crypto topic. Uh, did you get to this block universe metaverse block- thing? Blocktopia. 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 Did you did did do we have a Blocktopia, which we've talked about before, which is this world where you buy space, you own pieces of it, you own pieces of this virtual world. Have you been able to investigate and own a piece yet? Sadly, I haven't had the time with all the travel. I had like two meetings canceled yesterday, but then two meetings got put in their place. Um, So it's kind of like. It's just so hard to to do. Um, but well, has it gone one, up? Do we know if it's gone up or down? Do we know anything about it? It's it's about stable. Um, and oh no, I think it did go up. Um, yeah. Did it go up? Yeah, a little bit, a little a, bit, a lot, um, a lot. Um. No, not that much, not that much. Um, but it was, you know, as we know, it was when it, when the coin first, you know, came out in its early days, it was trading at one cent. Um, and now it's at 52 cents. Um, oh. So. Uh, and, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, that's depressing. Well, let's hopefully yeah. get to it this week and get yes. rich by next yes. week. Yes, please, God. <laughs> Damn it. That's a lot of for setup. Well, but, but, but that was, but that was before I talked on the show. So like before I brought it up that, so I think around when I started to bring it up, it might've been in the 20 cents range. Uh, or, that's still really uh, depressing. Uh, it could be yeah. trouble or triple. No, we had. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to Matt. Damon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hopefully you get to that soon because yeah, it's a lot of percentage. That's good money. Uh, so, Matt Damon. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Matt Damon. Matt Damon. So in crypto world, people are up in arms about a new Matt Damon commercial. It's been on for a little bit where he is the spokesperson for Crypto.com, also the Crypto.com Arena in L.A., former Staples Center. So Crypto.com is very big because... His commercial for Crypto.com, the tagline is Fortune Favors the Brave. And it compares investing in crypto to the bravery of of space exploration and or summiting Mount Everest. And so people think that that's a bad comparison. I've seen the commercial. It's pretty cool. I mean, there's like the Wright brothers. There's astronauts. There's young people like talking about 
new things they're going to do. It's it's a really big commercial, very expensive. <laughs> and uh, people are saying that it's not to be compared. Crypto is not to be compared to people who change the world by inventing things and scaling in mountains and stuff. Now, I personally have not done any of the things that they're talking about, but what I have done is got cryptocurrency before. So to me, I think we're all equal. And I think it's a well, great here, commercial. Uh, as someone that's in the advertising industry, what I often do is when I watch commercials, good ones, bad ones, now I just look back and I work backwards to see the process that went into making that commercial, into what the script is, who they cast, the music, all of that, right? And it all comes down to something we call a creative brief. And this brief is, is something that comes from the strategists and the strategists say, okay, this is our audience. This is what our audience likes and this is what our audience believes. And we wanna use that to make them feel in a certain way or have a certain, a few amount of takeaways, right? And so now creatives, which is the department I work in, come up with an ad using these tools, right? Using the, what you know to make something that appeals to this audience. Not tools like if consider. you think Matt Damon is a tool, not that kind right, of tool. Right, right, yeah. And you know, he's, he's a fine actor. Um, and so what I looked back, as I zoom backwards, it seems to me the brief was crypto bros. And I think the brief was like, all right, listen, there's lots of crypto platforms out there. We want to make crypto.com the one, the preferred platform, the one that feels the newest and like, oh, that's where all the good stuff's happening. That's where people are getting rich, right? And getting into rocket ships. We want to make everybody feel like, oh, they could be Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk themselves. And so that's what, so they have all the, the, the rocket ship stuff, right? And then like the fact that they're bold and brave, everything speaks to like, you know, that kind of, um, Oh God, what was it? Uh, Leo DiCaprio in the movie um, with the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Wolf of Wall, Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. And he's like, Titanic. Yeah, no, and he's like, and he's doing that thing where he's just like, 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 just like aping himself up, like psyching up all his, like his, his finance dudes on the floor. Like, like kind of like that kind of energy, that financial, you know, FinTech bro energy, right? So you take that, you take the promise of rocket ships and then you take a very masculine, um, recognizable, sort of wealthy spokesperson in Matt Damon. You know, he's got a good jawline, right? He seems like strong. You combine all of those together. Now you then you end up with this commercial. And I think my biggest takeaway was that it totally worked on me. And uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna lie, man. I think it, some, you know, there's there's someone. I saw this meme where that it was saying that crypto is just horoscopes for men um, <laughs> and astrology for men. And I'm very offended by that because nobody's fucking making money from astrology. They're rather it's just causing mass lunacy. Maybe crypto is doing that too, but at least people are getting fucking paid. Um, so, <laughs> and money is very important to me. Um, until many people in general, because it is important. So yeah, I want to get rich. I want my Lambo. And yeah, this commercial had everything short of a Lambo. Or at least and you want it your spoke Hyundai. to me. Yeah, it spoke to me and, uh, you know, in my core. And I feel embarrassed to say that. But I but you know, it is what it is. So Hope Gong, that was a yeah. nice explanation, Rohit. Thank you for that expert <laughs> explanation. We, and now we get to move into sports. Sports. Yeah. There we have a couple sports. quick we have a couple quick sports things before we go into our debate. And then this big topic that we've been 
the drum roll has been long waiting for. So let's go into sports. What uh, what are yeah. we going to be talking about here? Because I think one of them is uh, is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So Aaron, you sent me this video. Why don't you describe this video? So there's a softball game going on. It looks like high school players, I think. Maybe college, maybe high school. I think it was high school baseball. High school uh, softball. Because it was underhand. Oh, softball. Yeah. Uh... And so these uh, female softball players appeared to not take a liking to what the coach was doing. I mean, what the umpire was doing with the, with his calls, they didn't think that he called the game very well. And so at some point, they decided they're going to get revenge. And they seek, sought revenge in a very unique way that's never been seen on the baseball or softball field before. The, <laughs> the catcher, the, the, the softball player pitched the ball, and the catcher just moved to the side to let the softball hit the umpire directly in the gut. And that caused them to stop the game. And that team got suspended. The umpire felt it because it hurt. And I think they got suspended for the rest of their careers. If what, if I am remembering this. correctly, Yeah. So actually, and I don't know if I'm looking at the right video, but yeah, this, there's one, it's, it's a high school baseball championship. And uh, yeah, the high school, the pitcher hit the umpire. Uh, it was in Georgia. One of the, so what happens is Stevens pitcher Cody Martin threw a fastball and catcher Matt Hill ducked just as the pitch was coming. The pitch drilled home plate umpire Jeff Scott in the face mask. Scott then immediately looks like he's pissed off at the catcher. Martin's brother, Ethan Martin, who wound up being drafted in the MLB by the Los Angeles Dodgers, nice. reportedly argued a three strike call earlier in the game. That increased speculation that the pitch was on purpose. The video is pretty conclusive, according to the author. If you ask me, the players said it was a simple cross-up and the Hill was expecting a pitch in the dirt. The only problem with that logic is the catcher doesn't drop his glove to get the, the dirt ready to block. Um, and according to ABC News, a Georgia High School Association reviewed the video and slapped Stevens baseball with a $1,000 fine, behavior warning, and mandatory sportsmanship workshop. But then um, the Empire had a, he had went to get an MRI. Um, we don't know if we pressed charges yet. Um, but yes, the kids lost their scholarships. Um, and maybe this has happened multiple times. Maybe That's what it has. I just looked up. So there's a softball yeah. one and a baseball one. Jeez. So I, I'll just, so we can get to the, cause we have a lot more show to go. I'll, I, I personally feel a ton of hope with this because I, I love baseball as people listen to the show. No, Rohit does too. I never, ever have heard of this happening. And I love when new things happen in a sport. I don't recommend it. I think it's a pretty brutal thing to do. But hey, look, now we know that this can happen too. And I hope it stops happening. It shouldn't happen. It's not a good thing to do for the game. But the videos were really funny. Yeah, the videos were funny. However, I got the same like gut reaction as those videos you see as like high school kids attacking their teachers. You know, like if like that shit wrong. Like doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right, right? And it's not just because it's a person in authority. It's just that, dude, like argue balls and strikes all you want, but grow the fuck up and win a baseball game. And if a couple calls sh early in the game shouldn't make the difference, if you are the better team, you're not going to let a couple, a couple calls just go your way, you know? And I think like it's, it's these kids were being fucking losers. 
Um, yeah, yes. it was very you know, entertaining to watch. I've been I've been kicked out of a few baseball games before. I've been suspended before, but I've never hurt someone. Right. I've I've got I've been suspended for valiant reasons. Once I kicked a hole in a wall, arguing. You know, I've done it the right way. You don't do it by by vi- with violent actions against someone else. Do it the right way. Harm yourself. <laughs> And then get kicked out like I did when I kicked a hole in a wall in a in the locker room. So anyway, that was a nice story. Now we have a second sports update. Yeah, this one is pretty serious on a global nature. And Aaron, I couldn't decide if I should put this in Hope Fulfilled um, at the end of our show. But I think I might just want to talk about it for a few minutes. So uh, what happened was this week. The uh, Global Imams Council, this is kind of, uh, you know, imams are, you know, religious leaders, faith leaders in Islam. Yeah. And they issued a fatwa now uh, against the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. Now, fatwa um, is essentially kind of like an edict saying like, yo, this is a demand. If you are a worshiping Muslim you will follow this fatwa and you will not be participating in the Olympics in Beijing based on, and their, their justification was that the ethnic cleansing of the Uyghur Muslims is the straw that broke the camel's back. Now for me, this is a big win because one fuck the CCP. Um, the Chinese communist party is absolutely evil. Um, and they are literally, there's a Holocaust happening. And just like 80 years ago, the world is watching and they're waiting until their own financial interests are going to be impacted by it until they intervene. We saw what happened with the Jews and the Poles and everyone back in World War II. And so, but now the world is watching. You know, they're still getting their sneakers made there. They're still letting all this kind of happening. You can't, you know, you got LeBron James and Steve Kerr defending the Chinese Communist Party. You have John Cena apologizing to China when he just mentions Taiwan as being its own country and then doing this whole embarrassing, cringe uh, sort of apology in Mandarin. Um, <laughs> so China has the world by the balls. And it's it's crazy how it took the... I think what I'm maybe what I want to talk about this hopelessness is because it seems like a hopeful thing. Maybe it's the first step. Yeah. I don't understand what but, the problem is here. This is good. But, but the, it is very good, but why it took so long, why it took the world so long. And the fact is that it took so long for, for the Imam council to, um, to issue a fatwa when this, this Uyghur stuff has been happening for years and they've known about it for years. And I guess I looked into it, and it's generally because China has really good relations with Saudi Arabia, kind of promoting Wahhabism, Wahhabism being the sect of Islam um, that kind of, you know, uh, it's it's the one that's, you know, the, the royal families and Sa- what the Saudis are and all this kind of stuff. And there's a lot of that money that's exchanged. So all of a sudden, you know, like people don't want to piss off a big trading partner. I wonder, is this just going to be and shooting an arrow into the wind? Or do you think that we are going to see more um, global repercussions based off of this fatwa, or is it the first domino? I think it's a first domino. I don't think it's going to happen right away. I don't think it's going to all happen immediately, but I think it's a first domino. I think you always need that 
that guinea pig. You always need that gla- you need that gladiator. You need that first step. You need that, f- that first person to make a stand. And then things do tend to follow ship. And uh, so I think this will be. I think, yes, this will be a first step. I feel hope. Things do not happen overnight or over month or over year even. They just, but they happen over time. And this is, to me, a good first step. And I am down to hope gong it because I think that it's the start of something. It's the start of uh, standing up when countries and people are doing things that are just plain wrong. Yeah, and just before you do, before you do, before you know, I think to give the U.S. some credit, I think that um, the Biden administration said they will not be sending any foreign dignitaries to watch the Olympics. Yeah, he's not going to go um, in protest. Yeah, so which is which great, is pretty crazy. Um, and I do wonder is, you know, how does this impact, you know, the athletes that have been training their lives? You know, oftentimes they get one shot, right? That um, part sucks. There's no, yeah. and we saw it in the Summer Olympics too and how that did not go great. It's, you know, they didn't get the attention that they should have got. It's, but a lot's happening also just because of this pandemic right now and things are not happening as planned. So, yeah. uh but actually, but actually, really quick before you hit the gong, I know we got to we got to move on. But I, my fear of this is actually, let's say U.S. pulls out, let's say some other countries pull out. I mean, what the China did, in the, what China did in the, the 2020 Summer Olympics or the last Summer Olympics, um, was that you know the United States had the most medals, but China then decided to combine Taiwan, Hong Kong, yeah. China. They decided to cut to combine all the countries that they claim to own, and those countries are like, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't own us. And then said China won. So in China. They wrote, they celebrated that they won the Olympics <laughs> when they didn't. And now, so what's going to happen is you're going to have these big major countries that are pulling out. And then China is like, they don't care. It's like, okay, cool. That's less competition for us. And so I wonder if it's better for countries to stay in, but then have surprise forms of protest that are going to upset people there. I don't think anybody's brave enough, but to me, it would be way more fucking punk if we would just say, okay, fine, we're going to send our people. But then wherever China looks, there's going to be something that the CCP has to censor. And there's going to, then we're going to be revolting there, which I think would be pretty awesome. So maybe it's, it's not good to not show up. It's better to actually do a protest there. So the world can see, because honestly, most of the world doesn't give a shit about the Holocaust that's happening in China right now. And so um, maybe that's a good way to draw attention. That would be cool. Um, that would ha- make me watch the Olympics yes. more if there was just tons of chaos and protests. I mean, hell, and even even if it's just a bunch of tattoos that are that are unremovable, because China right now is forcing all of their athletes to get their tattoos removed before participating in the Olympics. Um, <laughs> so, well, yeah, maybe, maybe I would just hope getting go- tatted up like I'll fuck the CCP. So maybe, yeah. yeah, I will hope Gong. I would love to see chaos during this. Yes. And yeah, there's a lot. So look, this Olympics just got more interesting for me. I didn't know all this, so I might I'm actually watch it. it. It's must watch Winter <laughs> Olympics now. This is gonna yeah. be so much. This is like Real Housewives of China Olympics. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Back, what, what's back that? When, like, Real Housewives of China Olympics. Rooko, <laughs> Rooko. Yeah, and maybe. And maybe back when, you know, Jesse Owens was not allowed to, to participate because when the Olympics were in Germany, Hitler didn't want a black man um, sort of getting that attention. And Jesse Owens ran around with the flag and all that shit. Maybe somebody will grow the balls that like Jesse Owens had and do that shit again. So hell we'll yeah, that's a hope gong. Yeah. yeah. And cheers to Jesse Owens. What a what a leader. And uh, so 
We've already had some heated things. That's a very nice way to end our sporting segment. Nice. And so now we have a debate. Before I reveal what happened on New Year's, we have a debate. And I don't Mm -hmm. know where you're going with this debate. So I am curious what we're going to be talking about right now. Sure. So, Aaron, the debate question that you're going to take a side on, left or right, and I will too. Not left or right, one or the other. Um, is do you think people should be allowed to sue Pfizer, Moderna, or J&J if they have severe reactions to the COVID vaccine? No. 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 Okay, no. cool. So let's talk let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Um first I want to hear, you know, your gut check. <sighs> this 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 this. I had uh for the booster a much more severe reaction than I had for the other shots for like a day. I've also had COVID twice. There's all kinds of things going on with this stuff. The, if you don't want to take a vaccine, man, people have proven if you don't want to take one, don't you don't take it. And good on you. Yay. Good for you guys, idiots. And if you do take it, yes, you might get sick for a bit. We know that that's been said over and over again. You might get a little bit sick, just like with any vaccine, just like with the flu vaccine. This is just common knowledge. It's in the disclaimers. It's known. It also if you get the vaccine again, If you do get the vaccine, I'm going to cover this a little later too, you also are preventing yourself from dying. From dying. You don't die when you get the vaccine. You might get a little bit sick. You don't die. So, no, you shouldn't sue. They're helping you from dying. If you don't die, then you have the opportunity to even debate if you can sue or not. Yeah, and I think that that what you're saying definitely... Definitely makes sense. Um, however, it's something to consider. And by the way, again, I don't think we need to say this. I am pro-vaccine. I am vaccinated. Get your fucking vaccine. But any medication, any medication out there has a risk of complication. And there obviously are people that have had documented cases, very few, far fewer than people want you to believe. But those people have documented cases. Now, This is a vaccine that's been accelerated because it needed to be. We are facing a global pandemic. However, if a medicine is mandated, right, and you can't enter public spaces in many countries, you know, you actually have to are being forced to get it, right? You know, so if we are forcing people to take a medicine and the government has actually passed a law called um, the public readiness and emergency preparedness act which is a 2005 law that um protects uh pharmaceutical companies um from willful misconduct and protection lasts until 2024 that means for the next four years the next few years companies cannot be sued for any of the what happens with this vaccine it's good because they're they're focusing on speed now let's just say you are one of these people that like i mean you look at the nfl nba you got a lot of people that aren't vaccinated. You have, you know, there's less than 30% of black Americans are vaccinated. Okay. You have lots of people that choose to not get it. I think everyone should get it. But when you force people to, 
And they do get sick. They do have a reaction. They had no choice to. And then you cannot sue because you were forced to do something against your choice. Do you still feel that there should be no repercussions yes. for the pharmaceutical companies? Yes. In this case, and I hate big pharma too. I think do it's you? terrible. In general terms, I do because I think it's rigged. I think it's all a ploy and there's so much money being made off of so many different medicines that just aren't needed. And doctors do not. I have multiple cases in my life with personally, I've gone to doctors and they've given me the wrong prescriptions and the wrong medical advice just because it's what they're supposed to do to churn people in and out. So I am overall not for it. In this case, with what happened here to stop a global pandemic, this is a outlier case. This is not the norm. We have never had this happen before since for 100 years. And in order to stop a pandemic, for a few people to get more sick, for the outlier case, there's outlier cases with everything. Airplanes crash, cars crash. Uh, you can go on a boat and sink. Like, name a thing in life. You can walk across the street and the stoplight doesn't work. You get hit. So many things are outliers. We cannot base our norm on the outlier, on the 0.001%. We just can't do it right now. Because the problem with it, if we start doing that, then that 0.01% continues to, the conspiracy theorists grab onto that one thing and all of a sudden we have chaos like we've had way too much of because of this and because of the previous administration spreading falsities and so on and so forth. And we just... We need to get to a place where we move on. I mean, the previous administration is the one that greenlit this, the whole vaccine. Yeah, they green, had they, that's the double standard. They, green, said, you know, they greenlit it. They greenlit it and yes. spread false information about what it does to say you have all this. It, like the amount of double standards is insane with them. That's why I, even more, I was oh, talking sure, to a, oh, sure. you a Republican had... friend who likes Trump, who voted for him. Who said it's absurd the double standard of messaging that the right wing right wing is doing? I agree. I don't think. I, here's the thing: you even had the left wing people. You had Kamala Harris saying that she would not take a Trump uh, vaccine, and she and now we're pushing all those vaccines. Now the, that's the problem. I don't trust politicians. I think I firmly believe a couple things. One, there should not be anybody, any entity that is immune to a lawsuit. I do not think that of all the entities out there, it should be big pharma. That's safe. To me, that is one thing. I was like, they don't, they shouldn't be treated differently. They've got special protection. I don't care what the situation is. Two, what are the odds? You actually have to, it's not, there's difference between suing and winning a lawsuit. Okay. And it's, oh, yeah, it's, they so can sue. Everyone's thing, allowed to sue. Yeah. Sure. So, sue, but sue right away. now, they're no, but they are not even allowed to bring a lawsuit now. That's the problem. Oh. Right. They're, they're, they're so, I don't okay, agree so with that. Not even, I don't know. Okay. I don't that, agree with that's that. What this, Anyone should be allowed to sue. And guess yeah. what? You won't, nothing will happen. You'll waste your time and you'll get angry yeah. and it'll be miserable, and, but you're allowed to. And, and here's the thing. I'm hoping maybe Swayze to my side that if pharma could be sued, I think that would encourage more people to take the vaccine because they know, okay, if something goes wrong, at least I have ways to try and make this right with a lawsuit. That means it might give them more confidence to take that risk because they say, okay, there might be repercussions. And when I think the message that it sends is like, no, you can't sue us no matter what goes wrong. It almost is saying 
it's building in fear, people that are fearful of medicine, all that kind of shit. It also tells them like, hey, tough shit. You're gonna take this regardless versus like, hey, listen, we believe it's safe. And if, and if something does go wrong, yeah, we can talk about it in court. But what you're not even is allowing that. I think more people would get vaccinated if they knew that there could be repercussions if something does go wrong, even though I don't think it will. So I disagree completely. Uh, in this case, only this case, I think if Big Pharma was allowed to be sued during this, I don't think we'd have a vaccine. I think that they would be too terrified of releasing something like this and then getting lawsuits because there's going to be the outlier case no matter what. There's always going to be that. That I don't think we'd have a vaccine yet. And I think more and more people would be dead because of COVID and it would be a mess and our economy would be gone and our country would be in more shambles than it is as we speak. I think it would be a disaster. So I completely disagree. That's why this is a debate. I disagree completely. Yeah. I think it would cause I respect that. a mess because they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't risk the uh, the tiny risk of those people who come at them and put them out of business. And for me, I'm in favor of vaccine mandates. I truly am. But I think if there's no repercussions for the vaccine makers, I don't think you could have vaccine mandates. Then we got to move to a different country because I don't I don't see how this in this case, again, just with this, with a global pandemic, once in a hundred years that happens, I think we needed this to happen the way it did. And I don't see another way. And look how many problems there are even with it happening the way it did. I just don't see it. I think with everything else, they should have ramifications when there is when we desperately need someone. We were begging a year ago, someone, please come up with a vaccine. Do anything. We'll take anything just to to get out of the woods with this so we're not locked up. And uh, that's a whole other story with people having to be locked up again in places. And I personally disagree with that. But when things were bad and there was no safety protection against this, there was, uh, again, I think this needed to happen. But I'm curious what our yeah. listeners think. Please chime in. Yeah. Yeah. And, we would love to hear from you. And this was a um, nice debate. Yes, this is nice and spirited. And I think we both brought some points that, you know, I think Aaron, you said some things that definitely were, made me think a little bit. And you um, did too. I mean, it's it's a good debate. It's, I don't, there's, maybe there, maybe this is one thing too where there's a grayer and there's no true right answer here. But yeah. It's yeah. a nice debate. And should we, should we move, should we move on to uh, topic two, which is what actually happened on New Year's? Yes, yes we should. All right. That was good. That was a that was a fun one. Um, yeah. All right. So I told you about the air balloons and that stuff, and then there were fireworks, and it was all cool, you mm-hmm. know. Had some popcorn, beverages. It was all good. And then me and a buddy decided after New Year's that in if people don't know Palm Springs, Palm Springs is a resort area about two hours from LA. A lot of people go. And because you feel different, it feel when you go there, you feel like you're in a, you're not in LA, you're not in a city, you're not in, you're you're in a different planet, kind of. You're there's giant mountains and snow and desert and resorts and it's like a Florida in LA kind of, but in a lot of ways better. And so, and there's a main drag. There's a main part of Palm Springs that like the Rat Pack used to go in. That's old. That's 
cool. There's restaurants and bars and it's this main drag of a few streets that runs a couple miles. That's just like kind of a a fun area to hang out at. So my buddy and I decide we're going to go grab, grab a a beverage, a post fireworks beverage. So we go over to some place he knows that's right on the drag, right on the main strip. We go upstairs first. There's an upstairs and downstairs. We grab a beverage and then we decide, you know, it's a, it was like a little more crowded, wanted to go less crowded. So we went to the downstairs, which didn't have a lot of people with our drinks. And we're there for about 45 seconds. And we hear a noise, then another noise, and then another noise. And my buddy, who I'm without, I'm not going to give too many details, but he uh, has been in enforcement of some sort before. And then he goes, and I, I'm like, wait, wait, what's that? And he's like, wait, that's gunfire. Ooh. That's gunfire. Uh, wait, back up, back up. And everyone, and then we see people start to run out from the upstairs onto the street. And then right above us, we hear more like pop, 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 pop. And we're like, oh shit. We're in the middle of an act. We're like at an active shooting. It's, we're at one it's actually happening right now this is what you see on tv and now we're at it and so he was going into like enforcement mode like he went and hid behind a wall and he was looking out to figure out where to go and what to do the few people were that were at the downstairs were like what the where do we go there was like an emergency exit one way, but he said, we don't know if we should go there yet. We don't know where it, where people are going. We saw people going out the front, kind of running. And then we kept, we heard gunshots back and forth for a bit. I went and hid in a utility closet. And I also was trying to take, again, this is like weird human reaction. I was trying to take video of what was going on while running for like figuring out where to hide. So I was peeping out of the utility closet trying to take pictures or video. Sometimes I didn't press record because I was in, I guess you call it fight or flight Panic mode. mode. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was also like, we were all like, holy, like, holy shit, this is actually happening. And then I was also thinking, because right above was where the gunshots were. And I was thinking, well, what if they f- go, what if they go through the floor they could go through the floor and hit us. It sounded like they were going back and forth. And then there was someone who worked there, a manager or someone who was there who was like, no one go out the front. No one got the front. And then my friend said like, all right, what about the back? What about the back? Not allowed to go out the back either. And then we're like, where do we go? And then he was sussing out like, all right, where's the, like, where is, where's safe? Cause you don't really know where is safe. My utility closet felt kind of safe, but not really. There wasn't a door and you see people running and, and then there, you, we started to hear cops flying. And then at some point it changed and it was like out the back, out the emergency exit back. So then we like carefully while looking around from side to side, up and down, like, cause you don't want to walk and then have a, a bullet hit you. That's bad. We like dart out the back. He then goes in one direction. And then I saw like some guy on the ground in the alley. And that I did take 
video of for reasons I don't know as I was running backwards of this guy down with two people around him. And then he was going one way. He's like, Aaron, come, go, go, go. And so, I, but I went the wrong direction. I like went perpendicular to him for reasons I don't know as everyone's kind of clearing out the back. Cops are coming. People are running in all different directions. And then we finally get far enough away, catch our breath. And then like a group of us who had been at it start gathering like, holy shit. We just were at an active shooting and we're okay. We're here. We didn't get hit. And that was a crazy ass way to bring in the new year, 2022. So, and then we, uh, decided to head down the street and and get a, a drink. So we actually went somewhere else to get a beverage because we were in like this, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, adrenaline and fear at the exact same time see for me like first of all like did they ever figure out what happened who the shooters were because i would it's like oh it's just fireworks and because fireworks are very similar to the sound of gunshots oh no this gunshots was... don't sound like how they sound on tv they no, sound no, like no. fire it's like but but like this is so what happened so like do they well and as face? i said my friend has been in this sure uh, yeah he knows he's like knows so he's like, yeah. Anyway, so we can dispel that because of, forget about my knowledge, which is like zero. He was the first person to say, yes, like we got to, I got to, like, we got to figure this out right now. And, uh, and all the cops coming to inside a building was like crazy. Cause they were just all of a sudden like, yeah. boo, 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 cop, cop, cop. Um, so what was your, so so forget that part. So yeah, like, and what happened? Oh, this is what was weird is he tried to figure out in multiple ways exactly what happened. And it's like it disappeared a little bit. And part of that is because this stuff has become so commonplace, we think. And part of it is they just want to try as best they can to sweep it under the rug. Like I have a little bit of video I'm not going to release that. I don't want to be like a part of this incident and like be asked what happened. Um, I didn't get like video of, I have someone down, but I, anyway, I, it's a very weird, weird thing to be a part of. I also don't like, I have no clue if anyone died or anything like that. I saw one person down, but he was alive. So, wow. Uh, but it was also weird, like just how commonplace this was. Now, in the Palm Springs area, as we were walking around, everyone knew this had happened, including when we finally got an Uber back. So they knew, and on the local radio, I guess they'd talked about it. So people knew in the area that this had happened. But beyond that, yeah, it was like another shooting. Um, and it could have been, we think wow. it could have been crossfire between two groups of people, maybe gang related. That was a guess too. So that might've been it, but we just don't Jeez. know. Um, I mean, so that's, I mean, that's, that's, just, uh, that's, that's my little bombshell of a story. I don't know if it, that is something. Whew. I mean, I've never been near an active shooting and I don't ever want to be. No, um, I'm glad you made it out safe. 
Yeah. Um, holy fuck. I mean, it's wild to think that, you know, the people best equipped to handle these situations are probably age 17 and under because they get training in school for this, um, which is very sick in itself. Um, so we have, our generation, Aaron, is not equipped to handle this, nor should anybody actually be equipped to handle this. So I think what you did in there is very admirable, very human. You got out. You kept your head together. Um, I do want to see that some of the footage personally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's to me is just like, holy shit. Morbid, it's morbid curiosity. Um, I hope everybody's okay. Um, yeah. And usually you think, oh, Palm Springs. Because generally Palm Springs is like, 85% really old wrinkly people and a um, lot and it's hip and it's like, for those who don't know it it's yeah. like it's a nice area that's like vacation yeah. and hip and cool and yeah it's like the, it's old people live there but the young people go visit yeah right and they go party and they drink and all that kind of stuff and have a great time um, so I don't know maybe it was like two rival senior citizen home games <laughs> um, but Shit, I'm very curious to see, you know, if there's any fallout or update on this. Keep us posted, man. Yeah, because my hopelessness safe. was that it is so normal now. Because yeah. I feel like if this happens, it should be a big story. And besides being on the local radio, I guess, there, or news, like, there was nothing. And yeah. it's just weird that these types of events probably happened a lot over the weekend and they just get swept under the rug. It's like no biggie anymore, which is crazy. And then being a part of it. Uh, yeah, I feel I did an okay job. Like I was, I went in this closet like instinctively, but I, there was no door. So I was just kind of hiding behind a wall trying to figure out what was going on. Thinking back, I realized if like one of the gunmen came directly toward me, I would have been pretty screwed. But they didn't. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe next time, maybe next time. Yeah. You pack your own. And then next time you hear some shit like this, you just got to be like Frank Reynolds. You know, Danny DeVito, always sunny. He's like, so anyway, I started blasting. And uh, <laughs> just, well, I, not to make a joke, guys. But here, yeah, it's, here's the it's, other it's, problem is a lot of events like the one with the air balloons. You can't bring if you want to a knife, nothing you can't bring anything because there's metal detectors everywhere for anything. Yeah, not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I, I need to, I need yeah. to have a better attitude toward it, but yeah. I actually yeah. am glad because it could have gotten a lot worse if there were even more people all of a sudden pulling out their guns. Then you just added guns everywhere and people freaking out. But yeah, yeah, that's there's a few more things to get to on the show. I just I thought I don't know how to get hope from it, except. Well, I think except what? Except that I'm alive Sorry, and, and, and I didn't see anyone yeah. die. I saw one guy I hurt mean, and I feel I hope he was OK. I've only seen one dead guy in my life and outside of a funeral. It was an overturned truck in India and nobody cares. I just drive by. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I think what is nice out of this is that you were able to share this horrifying tale with us and kind of bring us into your world a little bit. Um, and then in itself, just that kind of, it's a different kind of awareness than reading about it on the news. 
So I think like that visceral reality, I think is an appreciated story in a bit and it kind of hits you in a bit, bit more in the human sense. So thank you for sharing that, man. I think yeah. that's, well, I, it's not a nice story, but it's nice that we are able to hear that story. And I guess the one thing per what you just said that I'll take, that I'll take away from it is the only thing that I learned. If there's one thing is when you're, if you're in a situation that's compromising like that of any type, just do anything you can not to freak out. Try to stay yeah. rational, even in the most irrational situation, because we didn't freak out. We were like, it was crazy, but I I never freaked out. I never went to what what could happen. I was just trying to figure out what is the most rational thing I can do in this moment. That was it. Didn't freak out, and if because if you if you start freaking out, it would have gone. If we if people would have started to freak out, the couple people I was around, it would have been bad. Cool. And you everyone was get, just trying to figure out what get. is the best way to get out of here alive and without any with it and and smartly Whew. yeah episode 69 nice yeah Woo. so let's, let's move on to hopeless tv yeah uh all right i got two two things to cover on hopeless tv watched a few things recently one was I saw I watched both of the Kingsman movies. If people have seen the Kingsman love. movies, which I absolutely loved, man, are they so great, good? Great, great movies in every way, yes. shape, and form. And yes. I feel hopeless about something. They just Uh-oh. came out with a third Kingsman, but it's a prequel yep. that like takes yeah. place like 150 years before. None of the characters from the first two, and it's set up the la- the second one is set up to have a third one with more people in it, of the the same people and new people, and instead, they did this prequel thing with none of the same characters, and it is totally tanked. And they're saying now it might end the franchise because they did they went in some weird direction and did a prequel instead of just continuing the Kingsman series, just like James Bond, where it just keeps going with new cool things with this Kingsman uh, security, whatever they are, badass people who save the world. And I feel hopeless. I I feel this new movie, which I haven't seen yet. uh, People don't like that much. And they said, like, why did we go back in time when we could have just kept continuing these characters we're going to love? I mean, here's the thing. It's I'm very open to it. I'm still going to watch it. Same. But like some of their cast, like Ralph Fiennes, Colin Firth, Stanley Tucci, um, Jem Arter, you know, Arterton. Um, I thought Colin Firth like, is not in the lo- new one. I thought he, no, is it? I mean, I'm looking at the cast list, so I don't know if he makes a, he must make a cameo. I mean, he might be making a cameo. Yeah. Um, so whoops, I guess I just spoiled it for us. Yeah. Um, the bottom line is I love it's, it's a, I, I hope it well, forget what we think. They say because it bombed, because a lot of people couldn't even figure out that it was the same as the ones they like, because it's the history and the Kingsman movies are all about bright colors and wild new inventions and futuristic stuff. And so I also want to see it, but I'm worried that this just killed the franchise. 
I don't know. I think there's a lot of money in this franchise. Um, and I, here's the thing. I think people are, the first one's always the best. The second one usually gets poor, poor ratings for, you know, a lot of these movies. I mean, it's still got like what a 60 something on Metacritic. Um, it's not bad. Nope. It's not 44 in Metacritic. 40, 44 bad. and a 43 in Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but a 6.8 on IMDb. To me, that's good enough. That's a popcorn movie. But yes, the first two were fantastic. I'm still going to watch it. I love the franchise. I just love the senseless, insane violence. Like, I am here for it. Um, also good and, stories, though. It also has crazy yes. cool stories. So it's not just yes. violence for yes. people who don't want to just see violence. It's also the stories are really cool. The second one's pretty topical, weirdly, even though it was made before some of the topics it brings up. So... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's it's and it's all about a glow up, you know, in many ways yeah. for the protagonist, you know. So, I I'm into it. I'm still gonna watch it, and everybody else can fuck off if they don't like it. They better make another one because this is a franchise I'm very invested in. Um, I agree. So, I agree. Yes, I'm, I'm glad that you streamed those other two and you love them because I adore them. And um, and so should we? Let's we'll feel some hope. That's they're very nice movies. Nice. Yes. And. And without giving it away, there is a thing in the movies, if you haven't seen it, where they really go there with what the reward is if you save the world. And I don't know if you remember exactly what they do, but they really go there. And so, and it does relate to our nice episode 69. So I just recommend seeing it also because I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a the reward, it's like, wow, they actually go there and continue to go there with what people receive or when they when they save the world. So now we will move on, on to uh, on to guess the BTS because yes. BTS is still our favorite group. We don't know many of their songs. We know more than we used to know because they've gotten more popular because of us. But they are our favorite group, mm-hmm. great K-pop group. And do you, so, have you heard of the big news? Two things that have happened with them, Rohit. Two big uh, things. No, I've heard nothing. So BTS constantly in the news. Every week they may they do something. I mean, they are as big as you can be in terms of popularity. So two things. One of their one of their members, V, did something that no one has done before. Take one guess, and then I'll we'll just give it away. I don't know. Oh wait, 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 wait! I did see a GIF of one of the BTS guys getting asked what he loves about you at the U.S. And you know, obviously, he's not fully fluent in English, but he's close. You know, he's, he knows he knows a bunch of words, and he says. Um, I love America because I like all the shooting and <laughs> he was doing gesturing with his hands like a camera. Shoot. Oh no. But that, <laughs> well, that's a very good callback to my topic. Yeah. So that's not it. I'm assuming. No, the member V released the very first ever number one hit solo hit by a Korean artist in the U.S. And so, and then I I looked a little more and a bunch of them, they're taking a hiatus, a little break, and a bunch of them are putting out 
their own songs. So they're doing a little, yeah, they're all going to now have their own hits as well as, as well as the group hits. So I just think that's interesting that they're already at that stage where they're all making their own songs too. And then the other thing is, which shows that no matter who you are, no matter where you are, you are not protect. You're going to get this Omicron and we, is just be vaxxed, be boosted so that you don't get super sick because three members of BTS got Omicron. They're all fine now, but they actually did get uh, COVID. So again, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, just when you get it, you're going to be fine as long as you've done the precautions that that are in need so that you don't die. Yeah, and nearly 10% of the NFL had it last week, which is crazy. Crazy. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it? T- so that's our BTS update. And now is it time for some hope in sixty seconds? Yeah, we got two very quick sixty-second long topics. Um, I'll take the first second, the first thirty seconds to explain um, what is happening, and Aaron's going to take the second thirty seconds to try and bring some hope. Now, this first one um, is I might not even need the whole time. Let me start the timer, and let's get to one minute. And go. So, um, Aaron, so Chinese scientists have developed an AI prosecutor that can press its own charges, meaning they're using like artificial intelligence to be a lawyer and a prosecutor, (laughs) scraping stuff online, finding what people to sue, and then in the end, like acting as judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, Provide hope. Ugh. I am terrified of AI and what it's doing now. Uh, uh, okay, I have hope. You are anti-China and everything they're doing right now. I'm anti-CCP. I love the Chinese people. I do not right. like the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. Uh, I have 10 seconds. Uh, so I'm supposed to find... I We're all going to die. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I'll take the hope that, <laughs> yes, we are right out of time. I don't know if there's true hope, but what I will say is that maybe, yeah, we are all going to die, whether it's at the hands of humans or AI yeah. or the Chinese Communist Party or a combination of all three of those. Yeah, we're going to happen. Gonna so die. what's what's the point of just whinging about it? Um, okay, great. That was morbid. Um, and now, Aaron, <laughs> you have a topic, which you'll take the first 30 seconds to start, and I'll take the next 30 to finish. So the big study came out that Unfortunately, amid the pandemic, gambling addiction has doubled and the gamb- the sports gambling industry has is making more money than ever and more and more people are, are entering Gamblers Anonymous because it is an invisible addiction that people are struggling with more than ever. And it just made me sad because I love throwing a wager here and there and the idea that people are losing everything, including their lives because of it is is really depressing help so okay so sports gambling i never really got into sports gambling i feel like you know i played a trifecta or whatever those things are called a parlay and i almost won it but i was like ah that's all i need i oh you do gamble with crypto a lot i do i do okay here it is um for people like me that have terrible teams maybe it gives us a way out um (laughs) and to enjoy the sports and all the people that are having addictions are just kind of like you know (laughs) 
<laughs> that's their problem. I don't know. I don't know if that's a lot. That's very hopeful all right. at all. I'm going to hope gong the fact that we in 2022 did the worst job of providing hope ever in hope in 60 seconds. It's their problem and we're all going to die. You're welcome. Every, all our listeners, you're welcome for yes, all the, this hope. is the hopeless show. Uh, those yeah, were nice yeah. answers that helped nobody. Yeah. yeah. And we've got just, Two segments left, some fan mail and hope fulfilled. And Aaron, why don't you tell us about the fan mail? Yeah, Lily from Sydney, Australia wrote to me, pandemic of the unvaccinated has been proven to be false per Ron Paul. So, and then she said, so what's going on here? So I clicked on the link that she sent and it was Ron Paul saying how most of the people who have COVID, 90 something percent, are unvac are vaccinated. So what's the point of this vaccine hoax when most of the people who are getting it are vaccinated? So can I just answer Lily really quick? Please. One, never listen to Ron Paul. Two, if you get, we how many times can we say this? If you are vaccinated and boosted, there's a 99.999% chance you will be fine. You'll get a cold. You will get cough you'll have little symptoms if you're unvaccinated you might die so what he is saying is he is taking pieces of facts and creating fake news that's not real because they're trying to push their own agenda for reasons i don't know don't listen to them if you get vaccinated and boosted you will be in a safer place and you'll be able to continue with life in a very different way than if you aren't, and you could die. Uh, so a woman in Orange County, a state assemblyman who ju- who was anti-vax and all that, got Omicron, where most people, almost everyone is fine, and she died because she was anti-vax and had no vax, promoted anti-vax, and died today. So yeah. anything else to add to Lily? Yes, I do. And actually, I I... Mean, I Actually, you know, I used to be a big Ron Paul admirer and, you know, he's kind of fallen off in the past couple of years. But I think what to me this means, I feel like the argument needs to kind of be reframed right now. I think it's bad branding. Right now, we're still talking about COVID cases. At this point, everybody's going to get Omicron, whether you're vaccinated or not. And I think like we need to start moving the conversation towards COVID fatalities. Yeah, I agree. Towards that, because... I think what Ron Paul is responding to is like, okay, if everybody's going to get it, it's not a great argument for vaccines if everybody's going to get it anyway. And I think my interpretation, maybe it's giving too much credit, but I mean, the dude is a physician. Um, and the, I think it's it's just wrong, poor framing. Dude, I was, I think I told you in my previous episode, we were driving in LA and I saw a billboard from the Board of Health that said nearly 50% of the people that are admitted into the emergency room for COVID are unvaccinated, which means more than 50% of people that are admitted to the emergency room are vaccinated for COVID. So like that was a poor stat. The branding is terrible. And this even goes back to our debate earlier. It's just, I think that right now that we're a little bit stubborn with how we're framing COVID and how we are framing totally agree. success. And, it's not and 2020 anymore. Me, it's not 2020. No. It's 2022. It's different than it was. Different situation, yes. different, different and, set of circumstances. Exactly. And so the plague of the invax, the pandemic of the unvaccinated, I can see why it says, okay, well, if we're talking about everybody getting COVID, yeah, sure, we all will get COVID. 
but I think it needs to go down to fatalities, not numbers of people contracting. And then I think you're going to have a much more reasonable response to Ron. Amen. And I think you you made a great response. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So I hope that helps, Lily. Get your booster. Yeah. Get vaxxed. And then you have a hope fulfilled too, because we always yeah, we got to a- end even episode sixty nine, which is already nice, which is already full of. Hope. I mean, the amount of hope we've provided today is, uh, I don't know. I mean, it feels like we're mo- yeah, Mother Teresa's t- here. And you know, and usually this 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 segment is saved for hope that we have prophesied and then to see them come to life. But I felt I'll break that a little bit today because this was just such a nice thing to see. And maybe <laughs> we can find ways to take credit for it in the future. Oh, but there was a hockey fan. Um, named Nadia Popovici, um, and she went to a Vancouver Canucks game, and she started. T- she was on the glass. She started tapping on the glass at the assistant coach, trying to get the assistant coach's attention. Wasn't able to get it initially, but then what she did is on her phone she used an app and uh, started writing in huge letters: cancer, mole, doctor, and she kept putting this on the glass. She's a nurse. And she's like, she saw this mole on him. And she's like, if anybody has that kind of mole, they should be getting it checked out. Anyway, he saw it eventually. He did get it checked out, found out it was cancer. And (laughs) so now the team thanked her. He thanked her. And so she got a $10,000 scholarship to medical school or to nursing school that they're providing from the team. Saved his life. Um, She literally saved his life. Um, And she was... um, uh, yeah, you know, just a fan and, you know, there's all these great pictures with her, but to me that brought a lot of hope. And I think like a lot of times we say, like, if you see something, say something. And that's not just about seeing unattended bags on the subway. Um, you know, it's sometimes if somebody's fly is down or you see a goddamn mole that they probably should get checked out. It is much less hurtful in the long run to say something than it is like, sure. It could be awkward or embarrassing at the, and you can find a dignified way to tell somebody. But I think what this what Nadia did here was fantastic. It got picked up on camera, which mm. is why the coach then saw it. They're like, she's putting. And so um, I thought that was fantastic. And I feel great. Good job, a, Nadia. Let's let's be more like Nadia in 2022. That is when you can yes. help people, help people. When you can be kind, be kind. When you can save lives, save lives. Let's make 2022 a happier year. Exactly. And just like the hiker's motto, you know, like make and the camper's motto is like, you know, wherever you are, wherever you stay, leave it better than when you got there. Like leave the world wherever you're sitting. Try and find one little thing to make better, whether it's a person's life or pick up something or just if you can leave a positive impact in every single place you do, even just once a day, dude, that changes everything. So that's good. Thank you for sharing that. It's great news. Of course. Of course. And that's it. So... Yeah, we ran long today, Aaron, but, you know, nobody ever wants a 69 to be short. No, so, it's um, always got to be long to yeah. be nice. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I'm sure we'll have another great themed episode, you know, in episode 420. But uh, <laughs> until then, we will see you for many more episodes in between. Um, you can find me at Vohit for Rohit with the number four. On all the platforms, you can find my co-host Aaron with a blue check on all the platforms at the Aaron Wolf. Follow him, follow me, and follow the Hopeless Show. Um, and don't forget to leave us a review, five stars. Um, whether you love us or hate us, please leave a review and leave a comment. Um, especially if you love us, 
Um, mainly. And if you want us to fix some things, just reach out to us and let us know. And we'll fix it. Um, that was but, me, by the way, yeah. dressed as a hockey fan named Nadia at that game. And I was actually the <laughs> one who, who saved the coach's life. Well, Aaron, I'd say you do a very good dress up job. Thank you. Um, you should be you. impressed. We, we're all very impressed. Um, but until then, Aaron, I hope you feel more hopeful. I do. And uh, stay hopeful. Hope is dope. And until next time, next week, we are out. Love you all. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope. A light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless soul.